0: Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the
1: Harky Group, Scott Harkey. All right, here we go. Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harky, and joining us is John Shadler, who is the executive director at Monogram, which is a premier marketing agency for notably luxury lifestyle companies throughout the U.S. and the world. Yesterday, John and I talked about decoding the secrets of luxury branding. We're all over the place as normal, but really healthy Good marketing conversations about experience and, and value, and, and where the luxury market's going. Today, we're going to talk about crafting stories in high end markets. Here's my conversation with John Shadler, Executive Director at Monogram. All right, so we're going to get into the topic. But today's Tuesday. We're two days after Super Bowl. You, you know, you're in Vegas. Uh, the market is continuing to grow, which we have an office there, so we love that. You know, Oakland is coming there, hot off one Super Bowl. The Sphere getting a ton of press. Man, what what's going on with Vegas? <laughs> You've been there a long time and seen a lot. Maybe give us your thoughts on Super Bowl and Vegas, then we'll jump into the next main topic on crafting stories in high-end markets.
0: Yeah, never really seen anything quite like it. I think the uh, coming off of F1 which was a grand experiment. And I think that the city and F1 realizes there's things that can be done to improve and to embrace the local community a little bit more. But those are things that happen. Those are just growing pains. But I will tell you that the experience over Super Bowl week, really, it was kind of a week of events and everything, was next to flawless. And that's an extraordinary feat for a city that, while known for staging massive large-scale events, has never done kind of the penultimate event like Super Bowl. And so really proud of everyone who made that happen. If you you've read the statistics on viewership and participation and you know hotel rates and gaming revenue. And I mean every metric is just over the top. And I honestly the word that I heard I think more than than any from all kind of corners was the word electric that the city was electric and the experience was electric. So here's a perfect example, Scott, of, of a brand that is true to itself, is confident, is willing to take risks, is laced with quality at every turn. And people will pay for that. People will pay the price that they need to, to be part of that experience. And Vegas has, has grown up into such an amazing consumer marketplace, especially at the luxury level, in a very, very short period of time. It, it's a place that certainly knows how to reinvent itself and to do it with authenticity and, and swagger.
1: What's crazy to me about Vegas as watching it and, 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 you know, coming from Phoenix, as you know, which is also a hospitality-driven town, but man, Vegas did it from nothing. I mean, Steve Wynn and you guys built this thing from just no assets. So I do think that's why they are the leader of innovation and travel and hospitality. Look at what the sphere has done. And when you're playing, you know, Wynn golf course and seeing the sphere light up. And it, it's so unique. And they also, to your point, aren't only really confident, but they're honest. They're <laughs> What happens to Vegas stays Vegas. I mean, it's they are who they are and they they continue to own that. And the second point that I, I would like to make, and I, I think it's really interesting, I was actually talking to one of our investment bankers today, JGI Clarity, who, by the way, is fantastic as they've just continued to coach us on the market. And as I talked about this kind of expertise and you know, luxury hospitality lifestyle, they said, you know, what's interesting too is we see a lot of private equity and deals flowing to not only the hospitality world, but also sports and hospitality are really becoming best friends. And I think we're seeing that, you know, whether it's in the Middle East and Abu Dhabi and what UFC, again, from Vegas is doing in Abu Dhabi in the Middle East to Oakland A's now, you know, talking about probably relocating to to Vegas, the hockey team and what the Vegas Knights have done in Vegas. And I've seen what Phoenix has done now hosting three Super Bowls. we got a final four coming in March. And man, sports just really seem to be, you know, kind of the peanut butter and jelly with even luxury lifestyle too. I think it's kind of interesting. So I don't know where I was going with that point, but I just see kind of sports more linked than ever. If you look at Discovery Land, a client of ours who these amazing golf courses and pickleball courses infused with housing and, you know, places for people to stay as, as like these little cottages. To your point, there's there's gotta be three sixty experiences. And I think I think that's why it, it makes sense for sports to be linked to that because it all generates this experience that's kind of once in a lifetime kind of deal.
0: Yeah, I think sports and entertainment haven't always necessarily jived and kind of coincided with the idea of luxury as much as I think is true today. And I think Vegas is sort of the ultimate testing
1: ground for that. It's such an incubator place for pretty much everything. It seems like it's working.
0: Yeah, it is. And and I, I think that luxury has shifted in people's mindset. Like Vegas has become such an event-driven town that the, the idea of luxury is no longer just a facade, it's no longer just about things that are dripping in excess. As an example, it's, it's really more about, as I said earlier, how, how luxury products make you feel. So take, for example, you know, the work we did for Virgin in Las Vegas. Luxury product, for sure. Beautifully redone hotel. But instead of kind of treating luxury as excess, we treated luxury as fun. And we treated luxury as the experience to sort of be who you want to be. And so I think that with the onslaught of professional sports in particular in the marketplace, there's been a sort of a shifting dynamic and definition of what upscale luxury travel and vacations can be about, all driven by things that maybe are not traditionally associated
1: with a luxurious experience. Mm, that makes sense. So, all right, t- talk to me on crafting stories in high-end marketplace. I know we've touched on it all over the place, but you know, how do you go about doing that as a brand? And I know we get a ton of work for the newness of a, of a development, which is so much fun because I think starting things off, you know, with the right foundation, the right story, the right authentic, truthful, but beautifully crafted story, you know, really works. But whether you're, you know, maybe a reset brand or a new brand, like how do you go about doing that? And what's your advice?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that we've, over the years had a process. I think it's malleable, but there's always a process where you begin with research, you begin with insights. This is no secret to any great brand marketing exercise. But I think what sometimes people miss in the process is that of discovering that human truth about a brand. And authenticity is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but the truth and digging that truth up and bringing it to the surface is so often taken for granted and overlooked. I think some of the greatest brand stories in my world, and my career, have been about the most simple premise. They've been about ideas that were not complicated. They were not convoluted. They were not overstated, but they were based in simple human truths that people can relate to. You know, an example is the launch of Galaxy Macau in China. The property was fashioned architecturally after the great historic palaces of Asia. And so there was a a theme that was emanating from that property that had to do with royalty and had to do with great palatial architecture. But there was some research that was done that indicated the desires of the burgeoning young, affluent Chinese tourist and traveler. And the thing that kept coming to the surface was this concept of when going on vacation, people wanted to feel like VIPs. And this idea that everybody wants to feel special and be treated with extra care and attention is a basic human desire and a basic human truth. So we crafted a campaign around the tagline at Galaxy Macau, you were royalty. And that was reinforced by service standards. That was reinforced by employee training, by the way a guest was greeted when you approached them. And so every touch point considered that point of view. But that was a very simple, basic, fundamentally elemental human desire that was extracted from a piece of research and tied back to a thematic architectural approach to the property. So, I'm a big believer when in storytelling of trying to extract that simple human truth. I
1: think the biggest key and takeaway is simple and it doesn't have to be this big thing. And it, I love your Galaxy Macau example. I think there's others we've seen like the, the the reserve at Red Rocks and some of the work that's been done there with that luxury development. The question I would have, though, and human truth, I couldn't agree more. I don't think there's a marketer out there that's like, you know, we need less human truth. (laughs) But how do we get that? It just seems sometimes they just happen. Sometimes there's crazy processes and things that get around. Or sometimes a human truth is something that is discovered over evolving a brand over time that then you just lean on. Like, I think back to You Do You in Phoenix with Gila River Resorts and Casinos, where this human truth around being yourself, again, to your point on on other campaigns was very ownable for them, similar to to Virgin, actually, in different ways, but similar in in some ways. Like, we say as marketers human truth all the time, but how do we do that? And what does that really mean? Is it when we get agreement from consumers and stakeholders that we've kind of found something? And is that through process? Is that, can it just happen? You know, the premise of a human truth
0: is very simple, but it's Actually, very intensely complicated to arrive at it. I think we probably make it more complicated than it needs to be as humans. But I think fundamentally, once you find that that one thing, it appears so obvious.
1: Yeah, Snickers need a break. Like, yeah, of course. Was, yeah, was, what a great you know, so perfect.
0: It's a complicated exercise to find that one single thing that you can stand for that resonates and and that you can live up to as as well. That's
1: the big key. yeah, what what can you live up to? I think
0: that's another huge piece to it. I find so often, you know, running into, and having an expectation for something that's just not fully fulfilled. And brands have to be very careful about not being disingenuous about, you know, in their marketing about a product or a service that can't live up to the expectation because that's the kiss of death and you know again you go back to what wins created you know when you walk in that building or you know when you get a piece of communications or you're you're ready to make a visit you can pretty much be assured that your experience is going to be amazing
1: and it almost has to that confidence and the confidence has to be earned over time in some ways too and that consistency of earning that same experience over and over again, kind of then you're like, oh, that's the human truth and that's what we own. Yeah. And I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. And we also, you know, I think we are so bombarded so intensely day by day with communications and with marketing material and social media to the point where, you know, we have this kind of insatiable appetite for what's next and what's new and what's better and what's going to blow my mind more. And so the competitive landscape to try to exceed expectations continues to accelerate to the point where, you know, we can't just live in a world of hype. And, and so that's where I go back again to, you know, what is your fundamental Reason to believe that a brand—not that brands shouldn't always continue to excel and and reach and push—but they have to fall back on that strong, substantive, clear proposition that has sort of been there since the beginning.
1: So many wise words, is always, from you. I, I know we're we're up at time, man. I agree. I, I love. And I've had clients like this and I do this and I'm guilty of this as a marketer is, you know, what's new, what's cool, you know, what's the next thing, you know, my thing right now, (laughs) this vision, Apple vision pro is like blowing my mind right now. So it's, it's that, but whether, and a lot of times too, I I couldn't agree more where once the campaign gets going and it's working, then all of a sudden we want to change it and it's just getting started most times. And I do think that's a, a big miss but man, so much wise words. I know you got a meeting coming up. I'm I'm gonna let you roll. But man, thank you, John Shadler, Executive Director at Monogram, for coming on. And I know we'll have you back, buddy. Thanks for everything. Oh, of course. Anytime. Anytime, Scott. All right, brother. Big thanks to John Shadler, Executive Director at Monogram for joining us. If you can't wait till our next episode you want to learn more about John, you'll find a LinkedIn profile in our show notes, as always, and visit his company website at monogramagency.com. Just another show note I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to the podcast, head to rebrandpod.com where we have summaries of episodes and contact information for guests. Again, you can apply to be a speaker on the Rebrand Podcast on our website, rebrandpod. Pod. Uh, you can find me on social medias just at Scott Herkey, mostly Instagram and, and probably LinkedIn, probably the best place to find me. If you haven't subscribed and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance, hit that subscribe button. Again, I, I, I keep bragging about this because I had the number wrong for like two, three, four months, but over 15,000 subscribers and growing. Big thanks to our marketing audience. And that's it for today. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.